Good morning, everyone. Welcome to you. My name is Tim Harris. I'm pastor at Woodburn Baptist Church. If you're a member of our church family or a friend of our church or an online friend, a new friend, God bless you. Welcome. Thank you for finding us. We uh, welcome you to worship. We thank you for watching. We thank you for commenting. We thank you for the likes and the loves and the hugs and all of those things. The more of that that you do, the more interaction you do, the more people actually end up seeing this worship service. So share it. uh, Interact with it. Interact with one another. We're so glad that you're here. I'm starting a new sermon series today. I keep thinking that I'll start a new sermon series and then before I get to the end of it, we'll be out of this COVID isolation thing. But uh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm starting a new sermon series and we just pray, pray, all of you pray that, uh, that very, very soon we can resume in-person worship. I, I messed up and said it last week. I was wrong. The deacons meet today, this afternoon, to uh, talk about uh, the plans for reopening. So pray for us. Pray that we will have wisdom and pray that God will show us exactly when and how to uh, begin a worshiping together in person. But for now, uh, this is what we do, and I'm so glad that you're here with me. Starting a new sermon series, as I said, entitled Boys Life. For the next five weeks, I want to preach to boys. Now, uh, you, you know how it works. I'm going to preach the Bible, and be, since it's the Bible, it's going to apply to everybody. Everything I say will apply to girls and women and boys and men. I mean, it's the Bible. It applies to all of us. But I have a, a very burdened heart for my little brothers. I love being the pastor of our sons, uh, grandsons, and nephews in our church. I, I love all the little dudes. And uh, I just feel like the world these days is an especially difficult place for a young man to find his way. Now, we all know that Jesus is the way, and none of us, boy, girl, man, woman, none of us finds our way until we find Jesus, who himself is the way, the truth, and the life for everybody. Jesus is the way. And he's the way for you, my little brother. But understand, Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus is God's son. And Jesus himself was born, and he lived life as a boy. I love that. Jesus was a boy. When he was 12 years old, as the story goes, Jesus got lost from his parents. And they looked for him for three days. And if you know the story, Jesus was 12 years old, and they found him in the temple. When they found him, Jesus' parents came up like your parents would. I mean, they were just losing their minds, and Mary was way over the top. You know, saying, you know, son, you, you had me worried sick. Your father, I've been looking at you for three days. And Jesus, 12-year-old Jesus, looked back at her so calmly and just said, Mom, Dad, why did you even have to look? Didn't you know where I'd be? Didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? Didn't you know that I would be doing my father's business? 12-year-old Jesus, and if you're reading the story of Jesus, at that point you know that that's a turning point for him. That's the moment where 12-year-old Jesus makes a turn toward manhood. That's a moment where Jesus makes a turn toward his mission, toward his purpose toward doing the Father's business, the Father's work. It's at that moment when you know that Jesus begins to understand who he is, what he's here for. Twelve years old. At twelve years old, Jesus is already on that path that is going to lead him through everything that God had sent him to do. Twelve years old. I'm telling you, little brother, it matters. Your life matters right now, and the path that you're on matters. 
You see, Jesus himself has a life for you, and it is more than just a life of playing video games and and eating Pop-Tarts out of the box. It is a life of purpose, larger purpose. It is an adventure, little dude. You understand? An adventure. You're created for so much, created to love your Father in heaven and to serve him and to find his great work for you in the world. I'm telling you, your life is supposed to be awesome, but you can miss it. You can miss it. It all depends on the path that you find. The path that your feet begin to walk down. I'm telling you, the path that you begin determines where you end up with your life. It determines whether or not your life actually turns out awesome. Whether or not it's an adventure. Whether or not you find your purpose in the Lord. It all depends upon the path that your feet start down. The path that your feet are starting down right now. I want you to think about the path you're on. And turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 7. I love this little bitty story in the Proverbs. It's a story about a young man, a story about a boy who finds a path, and uh, it's the wrong path. Uh, pay close attention. Now, this story is kind of sexy, and I know I said I'm preaching to boys, and I'm going to start this, and your mama's going to be thinking, I don't even know if I want my boy, but, but hang with us, mama. It's cool. It's all cool. Um, this is a good story. I'm, I'm not going to lay into the sexy part because some boys still think that's gross and other boys are too distracted by that. So just hang with me. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 6. Watch this boy. While I was at the window of my house looking through the curtain, I saw some naive young men and one in particular who lacked common sense. He was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman, strolling down the path by her house. It was at twilight in the evening as deep darkness fell. The woman approached him, seductively dressed and sly of heart. She was the brass rebellious type, never content to stay at home. She's often in the streets and markets soliciting at every corner. She threw her arms around him and kissed him with a brazen look. She said, I've just made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. You're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you, and here you are. My bed is spread with beautiful blankets, with colored sheets of Egyptian linen. I've perfumed my bed. I mean, who even knew that that was a thing? I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink our fill of love until morning. Let's enjoy each other's caresses. For my husband is not home. He's away on a long trip. He's taken a wallet full of money with him, and he won't return until later this month. So she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. He followed her at once like an ox going to the slaughter. He was like a stag caught in a trap, awaiting the arrow that would pierce his heart. Hebrew word there says liver. The arrow that would pierce his liver. He was like a bird flying into a snare, little knowing it would cost him his life. It really doesn't matter what path you're on, little dude. Uh, Let me introduce you to a boy. Uh, You know him, or at least you know the man that he became. Uh, This boy is me, (laughs) and in a lot of ways, he's still me. Uh, This is me as a boy. I often wish that I could sort of go back and talk to him 
I wish that somebody could, could, could get to him. I think I'd want to tell him that everything's going to be okay because he worries about a lot. This boy worries about a lot of things. If I could get to him and talk to him, I don't know. This boy has no idea how big his nose is going to be when he's older, and it's probably better that he doesn't know because, like I said, he's got enough to worry about. He, um, he wishes he could play ball. Because he thinks that every boy in the world who is a real boy can play ball, like basketball, baseball, football. There was no soccer in this boy's day, which is a good thing, because that just been one more ball that he would have been really terrible at. It wasn't so much that he, that he couldn't play, because he tried to play a lot. His problem was fear. Now, not really being afraid of the ball, although he was kind of afraid of the ball, but, but that really wasn't the problem. It was more the fear of, of getting out there at the, at, the, at the foul line or being there in the batter's box and, and being terrible in front of the world. You know, uh, this boy almost always choked when it mattered. He, he, he never came through for the team. He never came through for himself. And he beat himself up a whole lot for that because it always kind of felt like a, a boy was supposed to be good with a ball. I, I wish a coach or somebody could have taken some time to teach him because maybe he could have been pretty good. Or I wish somebody could have got to him and just said, hey, little dude, you're a runner. You're a runner. Just run. Like if somebody had told me running's a thing, you, you, you could just run, then this boy would have been a runner sooner. It took him a long time. It took him way too long to figure that out. This boy can run forever. It took him a long time to figure out a lot of things. If he only knew that one day he'd have hair on his chest, <laughs> like, like if he only knew that one day he'd grow a beard, you know, because he's going to have an awesome beard. If he'd have known that, he probably would have felt better about his whole life. If he could have known that back then. Um, th this boy really struggled. Although he, he tried to be funny. He was a, a good boy, but really not great at anything. And so, he discovered weirdly somehow that the only way to feel like he was the coolest guy in the room or the toughest guy in the room was to just be in the room with a girl. And, and so this boy, miracle of miracles, <laughs> just sort of always had a girlfriend. This boy always had a girlfriend because I think that he somehow thought that a, a girl could somehow reveal the secret. Of, of what it was to be a man. I know that's some kind of strange weirdness, and, and I get that, but it's the same kind of weirdness that a lot of boys fall into, thinking that you can prove your manhood with a girl. And so from first grade on, I, I always, always had a, 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 a girlfriend. But truly, there was no girl or anybody else who could tell this boy who he was. And and what it would mean to be a man. I mean, nobody in the whole world could tell this boy who he's supposed to be and, and what path he's supposed to be on. 
I I wish that somebody could have talked to him. I wish that I could talk to him because there are a lot of things that he could have learned sooner. There there are a lot of things he could have avoided if if only somebody had gotten to him a, a little bit earlier, which brings me to the boy in this passage, Proverbs chapter 7. This is a story about a boy. It's a boy. He's young. I I don't know how young. He's old enough at least to get the attention of of, of a girl. I, I mean the lady. But it's all about a boy who starts down the wrong path. He has no idea. But he starts down the wrong path, and it absolutely is a path that ruins everything for him. In the Bible, in the Hebrew language that the Bible is written, it says that he has no idea that in the end it would cost him his soul. That's heavy, little brother. That's heavy. Well, what does that mean? Walk through it with me. You got your Bible? Keep it open and look at me. Let me show you some things about this passage. Look at verse 6. It says this, while I was at the window of my house looking through the curtain. So the whole story is told by somebody outside. Not just somebody outside, but somebody actually above. Somebody from above. So this is kind of a bird's eye view or, or, or a God's eye view. So somebody who's just sort of watching this scene unfold. And, and the thing that you need to recognize is, is if from above, this person who's watching can see things about this boy that he can't even see in himself. He has no idea. This person from above can see the path and can see where the path leads and can see the mess that this boy's about to step in. I mean, from above, you can see a lot, but the boy can't see it. This boy has no idea, no idea. He thinks he's a rock star on the red carpet. He thinks he's Texas Walker Ranger. Walker, Texas Ranger, which is it? That was not my day. He, Walker, Texas, Texas Walker, yeah. He thinks he's Caleb Hodges right there, guys. He thinks he's a big man. He has no idea that everything is about to blow up on him. No idea. So understand something. You can't trust your own sense of direction because you can't see that far. I remind you, the story makes sense because from a reader's perspective, you're able to see this boy from above. You're able to see the the problem. You're able to see the path. You're able to see everything about this kid, and he has no idea. Just like, honestly, you have no idea. I have no idea. You and I just can't see that far. And for the most part, you're cool with that. For the most part, you just sort of want to get through today. You know, with that's your sister coming in your room. You just kind of want to get through today or maybe get to the next level of your video game, you know, or maybe eat your way through an entire large pepperoni pizza. I mean, that's kind of the way I was when I was a boy. I wasn't thinking about life too much. I wasn't thinking long term because that's how men think. Boys don't think that way. But you need to learn to think that way, little brother. You've got to learn to see. You've got to at least learn to look. But because honestly, there's a whole lot at stake. It's not like your life doesn't you know, begin until you're older. Like when you're older, like when you're 12 or when you're 13 or 16 and you can drive. Or maybe when you're 20 or 21, like when you're in high school or after you get out of college. I mean, that's not how it works. This is your life. It's already started. It's in progress. The path you're on right now is already taking you somewhere. The thing is, you don't always know where it's going. You're not looking. And the fact is, you can't even see that far. 
You cannot trust your own sense of direction. You need somebody else from above, somebody who can see, somebody who can help direct you. You can't do this on your own. You can't find the path on your own. You will always, always take a step in the wrong direction. Little dude, don't trust your own sense of direction because you can't see that far. So verse 7, I saw some naive young men, and one in particular who lacked common sense, crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman strolling down the path of her house. Notice how the scripture describes these boys. I mean, naive but then there's this one, like it's a whole bunch of boys, and they're all boys. I mean, you know, just, you know, all of them dumber than snot. But, but then there's one who's just like, man, he is, you know, the biggest goober of all. I'm, you're not supposed to call people goober. I'm, I'm sorry. He's just a dummy, though. You're not supposed to call people dumb either. But, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, the Bible just sort of says this one sticks out. He's, he's, he's dumb. I mean, you're not supposed to say stupid either, but you could say he's just I mean, Forrest Gump, you know, the great theologian, says that stupid is as stupid does. So in other words, it, it's not so much that he's stupid, it's just that he's going to do something stupid. He's actually probably smart. He's probably a good speller. He's probably a straight-A student. You know, he's probably got like all kinds of like things memorized from school. I mean, he's probably smart, but he isn't smart right here. And that's the way you and I are. I mean, you're not really stupid. You're not dumb. But boy, I mean, you can do some dumb things and you can make some stupid choices. And this young man right here, he is going to make a stupid choice. I mean, a really, really stupid choice. I saw some naive young men, and one in particular, who lacked common sense. It's crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman strolling down the, 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 the path by her house. You understand? He makes a choice this day. He makes a choice to set his feet on the path that goes by this one lady's house. And it's the wrong kind of lady. It's the wrong path. But understand, every choice you make is a step down a path. Little brother, the, the choices you make... That they're not isolated events. I mean, what you did yesterday, even if you don't remember it, it sort of sets you up for what you do today. And today sets you up for tomorrow. Do you understand? Every choice you make is a step down a path. And you're already choosing a direction for your whole life. I wish somebody had told me that early. I wish somebody could help me understand that. I wish somebody could help me aim and point my life in a direction because for a long, long time, I don't feel like I had a direction. I felt like I spent way too long trying to figure out who, who, who I am and, and, and what it means to be me and what it means to be a man. Yeah, I was already on a path and you're on a path too. I mean, how old are you, little buddy? I mean, you're 10 years old, 11, 12 years old, you're 16, you're 21. Every choice you make is a step down a, a, a path. Your life's heading down a direction, and, and you've got to choose that direction really, really carefully. Look at verse 14. Now the lady's talking to him. Now there's a weird verse in there. I think it's weird. Verse 14, she says, I've just made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. 
<laughs> now, this means she's been to the temple. She's been to worship. And when I was reading this passage with Warren Weeks this past week in staff meeting, Warren says, that right there tells you, you know, she goes to church. <laughs> and so this boy's thinking, you know, she's probably a pretty good old girl. She goes to church. But, but, you know, going to church doesn't always guarantee that you're with the right people. And this woman is not the right kind of woman. And this boy should know that. He should know that. But now she's saying, I've made my peace offerings. Back in the Old Testament days, in, in the ancient Jewish ways, what she's saying is, I got food. I know it doesn't say I got food. But she's saying, I've got food. A peace offering was a food offering, and it was meat. And you got to take the leftovers home. So this woman knows exactly how to talk to a boy. I mean, she's just saying, listen, I got food at my house. I got queso. I got, I got fried chicken. I got chicken fingers for you. You know, I got tater tot. I mean, whatever, you know. I mean, she said, I got food. And then she goes on. Verse 15, you're the one I was looking for. Okay, you might be young. But surely you know that she says that to every doofus that walks down the path. I mean, you're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you. She would say that to any moron. She's going to say that to any boy that comes along. But, but, but he believes it. He, he drinks this in. But, but because understand, he, he may be smart, but he's not smart right now. I came out to find you, and here you are, verse 16, my bed, this is, you know, this is the, kind of the romantic part, she's getting on him now, my bed is spread with beautiful blankets, with colored sheets of Egyptian linen, I've perfumed my bed, <laughs> notice, she's saying, man, my bed is awesome, my bed has these beautiful Egyptian sheets. And this boy's thinking, you know, I got Superman sheets. You know, and I, my sheets don't even match. And, and her pillows are perfumed. You know, I, I wasn't necessarily a smart boy, but I knew that women smelled good. And she's saying, my pillows smell good. I've perfumed them with, with myrrh and aloes and cinnamon. I don't even know what myrrh smells like. But this boy's thinking, you know, my pillow Smells like Axe body spray if Axe body spray smelled like cheese. I mean, you know, that's what he's thinking. Like my pillow, my bed at home. I mean, notice how she's just drawing him in. I mean, this temptation appeals to everything about him, all of his senses. She's drawing him in with food, you know. I got a big screen TV. I got a PlayStation. I got queso. Understand, it's what Caleb said earlier, boys live for today. Boys live for today. In other words, man, you got food right now, man, I'm, my belly's hungry, I'm, I want that now. I'll take that now. I mean, little brother, I mean, this is how we often are. It's just like, I just want what I want today. I just want to play today. I don't want to clean my room. I, don't want, I, just, I just want to do what I want to do. I don't want to do anything hard. I don't want to do anything that I you know, don't like. I just kind of want to live for today. Let tomorrow, you know, take care of itself. You know, I'll clean my room tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll wash your car tomorrow, Dad. I mean, I'll mow the yard tomorrow. I mean, I just want to live for today. And so the woman, understand, this is how she draws him in. She just sort of lays out this amazing afternoon for him. It's going to be good. 
You know, I mean, you're going to get your belly full? going to roll around in this nice bed? See, boys live for today, and that's why this boy walks right into the trap. I mean, right into the trap, because he's not thinking very far. He's just thinking about queso now, and PlayStation, and a big TV, and a woman that smells nice. Boys live for today, but, but men think long term. You see, there's a bigger picture here, little brother. And he doesn't see it. He can't see it. But you've got to learn to see it. Verse 21. So she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. He followed her at once. Get this. Like an ox going to the slaughter. Like the language of the Bible here just plays up his animal stupidity. Like, he's like an animal that doesn't know he's about to be slaughtered. Like a stag caught in a trap, awaiting the arrow that would pierce his liver. He was like a bird that flew into a snare, never knowing that it was for his soul. He had no idea because he was living for today. It sounded like a good plan, right? It was going to be fun. I mean, fun for today. And he really wasn't thinking about what it was going to be like to wake up tomorrow. He wasn't thinking about that. He was only thinking about this moment. He wasn't really thinking about how this choice was going to set his feet on a path, and that path was going to be a trap for him. He wasn't thinking about that. He thought that he would just step over here and have this one afternoon of messing around doing all the things that he knew were wrong. He just thought he could step over there, and then he assumed that he'd just step back into his life and go back home and be a good boy for mom and dad. But that's not how it turned out. That's not always how it turns out because you're stepping onto a path, and the path you choose determines where you end up. He had no idea that this was a trap. He had no idea that this one choice would cost him his soul. So little brother, if I could say anything to you, I would just say this. I mean, don't ever step on a path that doesn't lead where you want to go. So you have to stop and think about when you're older. You got to have vision. Vision. I mean, like what your eyes see, but it's more than that. It's, it's kind of seeing with your heart, seeing with your soul. Oh, trying to just imagine what your life's supposed to be like and, and, and what you want your life to be like when you're older. Because your life is, is, is a path, and, and every choice you make is a step on that path. What, what path are you on? What path do you want to be on? How would you even know, little dude? Let me give you a verse. I think this is the first verse, two verses actually, that I ever actually memorized as a boy. But it's from the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And this is what it says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You even know what that means? I mean, can, can you imagine? Like, I know there's a whole lot that you still haven't figured out 
a lot of what you haven't figured out, you haven't figured out that you haven't figured out yet. I mean, that's what it is to be a boy. But, but as much as you've got figured out, you, you need to figure this out. You need to know that, that your life can't go anywhere without the Lord. Now, maybe as a kid in Bible school or maybe, you know, you know if, if your family's a church family and you've grown up reading the Bible at home or, 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 or praying, I, I, I don't really know your heart, little brother, but I just want to sort of have you consider whether or not you know the Lord, whether or not you've given him your life. You know, you know that Jesus came, that the Son of God came, and, and he died on the cross to save you, to forgive you of your sins. And this is where it starts. This is the first step on the right path for you. You, you trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Little brother, I'm asking you to give your heart to Jesus. If you've never done that, this is where it starts. Jesus is the only one who really knows who you are, and he can tell you because he made you, and he knows what he put in you, and he knows the path that your life is supposed to follow, and he knows the adventure that he's called you into, man. Your life is supposed to be something awesome, but you're never going to find it. You're never going to find it until you learn to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend upon your own understanding. You know some things about some things. You're probably pretty good at video games. You're probably pretty good at one or two subjects at school, but you don't know everything. And there's a whole lot that you don't know. Dude, there's a lot I don't know. And that's why we have to remember that we can't depend upon what we know. There's too much we don't know. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will. In other words, whatever God wants, that's what you got to want. Seek what God wants. Seek his will in everything you do, and he will show you which path to take. He will show you the path to take. Little brother, can you hear me? Do you understand? Jesus is the way the truth and the life. And, and if you want to try to figure out your way in this world, I don't know how many people you'll have that can really help you. Hopefully you know your church is here for you. Hopefully you know your pastor is here for you. But in a lot of ways, you're going to have to depend upon Jesus. Jesus can tell you what it means to be a man. Jesus can tell you what he's put in you. And Jesus can help you find the adventure that... Uh, He's calling for your life is going to be epic. Your life is going to be awesome. As long as you find your feet on the path that Jesus has for you. So you hear me, little brother? Trust in the Lord. All of your heart. Do not depend upon your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you what path to take. Little brother, every choice you make is a step down a path. I'm asking you to make sure the path that you're walking is the path that Jesus shows you. Trust in him with all your heart. You got that, little brother? Pray with me. God, it's hard, to, uh, it's hard to figure things out. 
It's hard to compare ourselves to other guys and figure out, you know, how we measure up. Lord, there's so many ways that we seem sometimes to feel like that, that we got it all together, like, like we're going to make it. Sometimes, Lord, we feel awesome and strong, feel like we're showing off, Lord, and then sometimes we know that we're not good enough, Lord. It's just hard. It's, it's all hard. So, Jesus, that's why we need you. Lord Jesus, I pray for all my little brothers in this congregation, all the little brothers in the sound of my voice, Lord. The world is not really going to help them. The, the world is just not simply going to be able to show them the right path, Lord. Only you can do that. So, God, I pray that you would capture all of our hearts, Lord, that you would set all of our feet on the path that you have for us, Lord. Help us to understand that every choice that every one of us makes is a step down a path. Help us, Lord, to make sure that the road that we're walking now is a road that will take us where we want to be somewhere, Lord, in the future. Lord Jesus, speak to our hearts. Teach us who we are and what you've created us to be. And Lord, this life that you've given us, help us not to miss a single blessing, a single moment of excitement. Help us, Lord, not to miss the adventure of walking, Lord, down the path with you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus, but for the sake of our little brothers. Amen.